Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you had an incredible Christmas weekend with the family. Hope you guys had a good time. We had an awesome time down here in Florida, and really, uh, really actually had a nice weekend, nice three-day weekend for the Health Masters family and for our basically our employees and everybody. So I appreciate the time off and it was good to be back now and so i hope you guys had an awesome time and one thing that i saw over the weekend and i've seen this now repetitively on the news cycles all over the place and now they're trying to come up with all these bogus numbers as far as new cases is last night i had stopped to grab some food on the way back land and i went and saw the um, new matrix film last night wasn't very impressed with it kind of regurgitated uh movie first one was a lot better um, but that being said, so we were sitting there, and they had some TVs on at this restaurant that we were at, and I kept seeing all these news stations popping up about how there's lines all over Tampa right now and lines all over Florida for people to line up and get tested. And it's showing a, a video of one, and there's probably like two, 300 people in line, most of them not even social distancing allegedly, and they're all standing there in line on the Christmas weekend getting tested so they can find out if they're carrying a virus that they don't know they have because nobody's symptomatic. And I was sitting there, my brother-in-law Mark was with me, and you know, I just started laughing. I started laughing. And I said, you know what? I've never seen this level of stupidity in humanity right now that we have a Christmas weekend. Majority of people that are getting tested are not sick. Mass majority are not sick. If people are sick, what do they do? They go to the hospital. But now we have people that are perfectly healthy, extremely lucid, no symptoms, and they're standing in line all over the country in order to get tested because they need to know if they're carrying a virus that they don't know they have because they have no symptoms because the virus is so dangerous that you got to get tested to know if you even have it. California, New York City now came out and they said they had 36 1,454 cases confirmed Christmas Day in New York. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. 36,000 cases. Now, this isn't hospitalizations. This isn't symptomatic individuals. This isn't ER admittance. This isn't people going on a ventilator. This is simply a bogus test that Bill Gates has now bought and controlled, is now telling everybody that you're sick. They're saying now that one in seven cases or one in seven tests are coming back positive in California, in New York City right now. This is absolutely a more of a pandemic of cases <laughs> and individuals who have been injected. And I saw a video that came out from a Louisiana nurse. This was interesting. She was a practicing nurse of 17 years, and she was on a video at a like a meeting, board meeting of the Louisiana Health and Welfare Hearings. And she basically was talking about what she had seen during the alleged pandemic. And she went on to say that the vaccine injury reporting system, the VAERS, is so is used so little by doctors and nurses that a lot of nurses and doctors don't even know it exists or even acknowledges it. So the majority of our nurses and managers and even some doctors didn't even know about VAERS or even much what it was. She said you'd ask them and they'd go, what is VAERS? She goes, if that isn't bad enough, it's not just where I work because I know many nurses, friends, and other local hospitals in southeast Louisiana that say the same thing. 
And then she goes on to say something very interesting here. She goes, we are not seeing severe, acute, short-term reactions from this vaccine as much as we thought, but we have zero data on the long-term reactions in the individuals that we're seeing reported in the VAERS. She goes, cancers, autoimmune disorders, uh, infertility, we just don't know. She goes, the short-term side effects are bad enough in the VAERS, but we have no idea what's going to start occurring. And she goes, we're potentially sacrificing our children for fear over getting sick from a virus that has a 99% survival rate. She said, we now have more children that have died from the COVID vaccine than COVID itself in the United States. And then for the health department to come out and say this new variant has all the side effects of a vaccine reaction, we're cur- as the vaccine reaction we're currently seeing right now, it's maddening. And I don't understand why more people don't see it. If they do, I fear. I think they are fearful of speaking out. And so she's spot on with what she's saying here, that it's not just the short-term side effects we're seeing, it's the long-term ones. And we're now reached a point to where more children, according to VAERS, have died from the COVID injection than have actually died from COVID itself when it comes to healthy, non-comorbidity children. And this is something that really, really needs to be expressed and brought up because as we're seeing now more fear, more fake news, more lies, more propaganda at an all-time high now, you're seeing more and more people falling prey to this, oh, I need to go get tested. I need to test every morning that I'm family's home. I need to test everywhere I go. This right now is the next phase of the multi-billion dollar extraction from the federal government into the hands of Bill Gates and the other pharmaceutical industrial complex. Remember, the Biden administration just came out and said they're giving out 500 million free test kits all over the country. Now, I don't even know how you produce that many test kits that fast, allegedly, unless they already had these sitting around for Omicron. Remember, these are testing for Omicron now. That allegedly happened, you know, that virus genome sequence was literally found a month ago, as they said. But now, all of a sudden, a week and a half ago, we suddenly have 500 million test kits that are able to be produced and distributed across the entire country miraculously for a new mutated virus that nobody even knows about yet. Come on, my friends, as you start to see this more and more now, you start to realize the lie is becoming very, very clear. You just have to pull back the curtains to see it. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. And there was a comment they made in the movie last night in The Matrix when they're going, he hands out the red and the blue pill. And he goes, well, he goes, you have a choice. And he goes, well, it's not much of a choice, is it? He goes, if I'm already thinking about taking the red pill, then I already know what I have to do, and I have to wake up, and I have to stand up. And he's very, very true. Once you even figure out that you now have a choice, once you now figure out that there's even a chance that you have to start finding the truth and dig deeper, there's really not much of a choice anymore. Because at that point, if you try to go back and you try to ignore it, at that point in time now, you're compromising your entire state of mind because now you're refusing to really look at the truth and you're refusing to address what's going on and you're simply trying to go back to your normalcy bias where if you have true critical thinking, you physically and mentally can't do that because it will continually – you will question everything at that point and at some point, you have to stand up and say, okay, 
I'm going to expose now this. I have to see what the truth is. I have to dig down deeper and go down the rabbit hole. So, again, I encourage people, stay away from, again, this fake testing that they're trying to do to everybody. If you get extremely sick and you basically need some type of support or help and you go to the hospital, that's completely up to you. I'm not telling you what to do there. But this whole running around, getting in line for hours on end to stand shoulder to shoulder with everybody, to have a swab shoved up to your brain to tell you whether or not you're okay to run around. This has been one of the most bizarre behaviors I've ever witnessed from the American populace. And that's what I said last night. I said, when's the last time you remember standing in line to take a flu test? Or when's the last time you remember standing in line to take a strep throat test? When you weren't sick, you're simply going, well, I could have the flu, but I don't know if I've got the flu. So I'm just going to stand in line for an hour and find out if I have the flu, even though I'm not sick. Nobody ever did that. Once you have the flu, you know you got the flu. You feel like garbage for a couple days, and you bounce back. And now them coming out and saying the Omicron variant consists of runny nose, sore throat, and a headache and fatigue. And I'm like, dude, that's a head cold. Really? Is that is that where we're going with this now? And so, again, my friends, it's our responsibility to keep pushing the truth and questioning the narrative that they keep lying to us about as much as possible. What do you think, Dad? Well, you know, I think, like you think, I don't rely, I don't know why in the world they came out with The Matrix. I guess it's a new woke movie they came out with. And in fact, it's even being slammed as a new woke movie because the right has been basically, uh, how should I say, making such a headway in with the alt media. In fact, there's an article right here. It says Matrix Resurrection, Resurrection is a woke backlash to right wing populism. The impact of the popular conservatives is evident in the dialogue spoken by the film's villain called The Analyst, who uses right-wing terminology such as facts don't care about your feelings. The new Matrix sequel may not live up to high expectations to its fans, and indeed the creator's penance for turning it into a political lesson may severely dampen audience reactions, especially if they're conservative. So, yes, the movie's absolutely horrible. In fact, Austin told me when he came home last night that he and Mark and Lan all fell asleep <laughs> during the movie. That's a pretty bad movie. The last movie I fell asleep in Austin was like eight years old, and it was like the Power Rangers. And I got dragged to it because Austin wanted to go. I actually fell asleep in the movie because it was so bad. So uh, now that Austin's falling asleep in the movie, he's got to tell you the, how bad the movie is. Now, another movie came out this weekend. It came, it came out about a week ago at the movies. I guess they're trying to get it considered for an Oscar, and then it came out on Netflix. Now, I have Netflix, but I don't pay for Netflix as part of my phone thing because you know, I've got T-Mobile, which is Deutsche Telekom, and, and basically what it does, it basically gives you this Netflix thing for free when you have a telephone with them, which is okay because I would never pay for Netflix. Uh, but the reality is that movie, the movie came out, and it's called Don't Look Up. It was out about a week ago, did about 700000 in box office revenue, but I guess they wanted to consider it for an Oscar nomination because it contains, you know, it has Leonardo DiCaprio in it and a few other pretty big heavy hitters as far as actresses and actors. And, and what's funny about it is it's talking about a meteorite coming to the planet and destroying the planet. I'm not going to de- destroy, I'm not going to mess the movie up for if you want to watch it. Now, it's a satire. It's a black comedy, and uh, it's weird. It's really, really weird. But it's got all kinds of, how should I say, pedophilia. It's got one of the lead characters sniffing a woman in it and basically being involved in pedophilia. It, is, it shows the insouciance of the people on the planet and how addicted they are to social media and how even though there's an asteroid coming to hit the Earth, that everybody just thinks it's a big joke. The media, the media thinks it's a big joke. Everybody spins it. 
It's got some bad language in it. It does have some nudity at the end when people are walking around after they got out of some cryo chambers. But, it, you know, it's just a weird movie. But, but it does tell you what's going on from a standpoint of how controlled we are. One of the lead characters who's also the sniffer. Uh, walks up to uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and says, we know everything about you. We have 40 million data points about you. We know that you have five colon polyps right now, but it's okay. You're not going to die from that. You're going to die from something else, and you're going to die alone. So it's telling them all this stuff. Like, you know, we know everything about you because we've been monitoring you, and we have full data disclosure on you now. And we've looked at all of your, you know, data points. We know who you are, what you believe. I mean, I'm, and you guys there, just tell them straight up what they what they are. Now, again, it's got some bad language in it. It's got some nudity in it, so it's not going to be for everybody. I would not let your children see it at all. It's too dark for that. But it really goes in detail. The guy, this weirdo, the sniffer, starts talking about the pillars of Boaz, which is right from the Masonic lodges, right from the Masonic lodges. And it's all about money and greed, and it shows that the White House is not even controlled by the president, who's just a figurehead, who's a joke, whose husband's like a porn star. It's really weird. It's kind of a compilation of Donald Trump. You know, Meryl Streep plays the president. By the way, she's a phenomenal actress. Don't care for her political views whatsoever. Phenomenal actress. But she's kind of a blend between, this is weird, Paula White, Hillary Clinton, <laughs> <laughs> the, the witch of Benghazi, you know, and you know, so we got a whole blend of people there that are in the White House, and they're all a bunch of actors, a bunch of weirdos, and they don't take anything seriously, and everything's based upon numbers and upon polls. It's 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 the strangest movie you've ever seen, and again, it's got some really good acting in it. So I would normally not promote an, a movie like that, but guys. It's something you probably need to take a look at if you can handle the bad language. Now, there's one guy in there, Ron Perlman, and when they first introduce him, you need to mute him because he really has a filthy mouth. But it's it's a it's a it's the movie's worth watching. For me, it was. Now, maybe you guys must think it's crazy or whatever, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. You know, I thought it was I thought it was interesting because it really showed the how should I say the the actual lack of communication skills that the American people have. And how the social media has damaged and controlled everyone. I mean, it really is good at showing that and how the news stories don't want to do anything as far as real stories. And let me tell you, let me give a perfect example. You know, years ago, I did a lot of talk shows, sometimes up to 40 shows a week, like during Christmas or the holidays on the top 10 foods never to eat. This is back in the 90s before Bill Clinton deregulated the industry as far as radio and TV, and you had all these independent stations that needed programming. And I would come on as, a, as an expert guest talking about you know different things and how the globalists were trying to kill us with the top 10 foods never to eat and all these different things that I covered in topics. I also covered those at the big seminars back in the 90s. And what was funny is you had to go with the punches. You had to basically let them spoof what you were going to say and spoof you sometimes in order to get to stay on the show. I remember one time, you know, we were in Texas. This is the craziest thing you've ever seen and talked about, talked about it a couple of years ago. I mentioned it again. And I walked into the studio, into the holding area, the green room. And it was a, it was a basically a zoo show. I, I think it was in Houston. I can't remember anymore. But it was definitely in Texas. And I remember the guys were, you know, really huge. We'd been on their show several times on the radio and then they wanted me to come in live in studio. And I, and, I, and this lady walked in and she was dressed very provocatively. I think her name was Candy, and I'm not making that up. And she basically hands me a 
form that basically I can't sue the studio if they use me in caricature or make fun of me or whatever. It was crazy. I've never had to sign one of those before. So what I did is I read through it. And I took a Sharpie and I marked out about half of it and I signed it. I signed what I was willing to sign. Then I walked into the studio and uh, the guys were, you know, really funny, to be honest with you, but they were crude. And they asked me, they said, well, did you meet Candy? And I said, well, yeah. And they said, well, you know, you know, would you like to see more of Candy? I said, what do you mean? They said, Candy strip. They tell Candy to get naked in the studio. And I looked at him. I said, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. I do not want to see Candy naked. And they said, oh, are you gay? <laughs> Remember, this is live radio. This is live. This is going out all over the city. And I said, no, I'm not gay. I'm a happily married Christian man, and the only woman I want to see naked is my wife. And they went, whoa, okay, you're a Christian. I said, yeah. I said, oh, never mind, Candy, get dressed. And I'm like, oh, gosh, this is crazy. But that's the extent, and, I, and that's, that was the worst. Now, I had a whole bunch of other stuff that have happened over the years. It's crazy, that, but that was the craziest one. So they made my top ten crazy list. But So when I watched this movie and I watched the media make a joke of the fact that there was this asteroid coming to destroy the planet, I thought, yeah, that's exactly what they would do. They would basically make it so everything's a big joke about all of this. And the one guy goes, well, do we know it's going to hit the planet? Well, yes. Could, me, could you make sure it hits my ex-wife's house that I paid for? <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's a funny line. But that's exactly what they would say. And see, this is the thing we have to understand. The media is contrived, is controlled. They're all actors on a stage. The main people in the media, if they get off script, they start saying things they shouldn't ought to say or something the Rothschild banking or tells them not to say, or they just decide to do it their own way and do their own monologue and, and not be caught up into what the AP wire and Reuters has said they have to say, what ends up happening is they get quickly taken off the air, quickly. And pretty soon you see them just you know disappear. And in this movie, Leonardo DiCaprio says something he shouldn't ought to say on the media. He's next thing you know, he's in the back of an automobile with a bag over his head going to a secure location. Kid you not. And it happened throughout the movie multiple times. Every time they would say something, they would get gagged and bagged and taken off and taken off the air. And you think, what the heck? And so the movie really goes into depth as far as the depravity of the media and the control of the media and how the White House is not controlled by the president. The president's just a joke. So if you want to watch a pretty good movie, I recommend it, but not for kids. I mean, the movie is Don't Look Up. Now, one other thing I want to talk about here. You know, we have to look at what Christmas is. Now, you know, we just had our Christmas holiday. We just had a, the weekend for Christmas, and it was absolutely amazing. But, you know, we have to understand something. When I was a kid, Christianity was still a potent force in the United States. It really was. We had the Andy Williams, you know, Christmas hour, Bing Crosby Christmas hour. You know, you know, we had, you know, Dean Martin Christmas hour. We had all these different Christmas TV shows on all the time. Now, those of you who are over the age of 60, you'll remember this. And we'd all sit around at night. They were like a variety show. And they would sing some holy music, a lot of different skits, a lot of different music. But it was overall pretty clean, and it was all about Jesus. Yeah, as far as some of it, not all of it. And, and they don't – that doesn't happen anymore. It was a potent force in the United States. It was part of most people's lives, whether they were believers or not, and it helped to regulate their behavior. You know, during the 50s, you know, you didn't have to lock your door at night. You know, I could walk out into the neighborhood back in the 50s and the 60s without parental supervision. I could be completely safe. I could even go swim in the lake at the age of five because I knew how to swim. 
by myself, which I very rarely did because I didn't like being by myself because it was a little dangerous in the water. But I could go wait around in the water because back then we didn't have six, eight, and ten, and fourteen and eighteen foot gators in freshwater lakes in Florida that were basically populated with people around them because they were taken out and shot. We had the ability to kill these wretched animals before they could eat somebody because these things are reptiles that are basically carnivores, and they don't care if you're a child or an adult. They see you as a food source. That's what they see you as. But we had gotten the, we had gotten the giant gators out of the lake, so it was pretty safe to swim without being eaten. Now, you had to watch out for water moccasins and snapping turtles. They were still out there. Like Austin was talking about last week, Florida's a pretty rough place. But, you know, you could go ahead and you could basically – do things like go out into the neighborhood and play football and not be worried about getting abducted. The power of Christian morality over behavior has faded, you know, and we need to realize that, you know, our organizations that are all over the world now are not based on Christianity anymore. Like the Council on Foreign Relations and the Bilderberger Group and the international banking cartels. All of this stuff is all satanic. And what they've done is they've destroyed what the Christians have done with the world for the past 2,000 years because Christmas used to be a time of traditions. You know, now it's not anymore. You know, we have a lot of people don't even put up Christmas trees anymore. And we have to understand that, you know, I, I don't give you, I'm not going to stop. The, the Christmas trees weren't even put up until about 1920. And I realize a lot of people don't put up Christmas trees because of the association with tree worship and all that sort of stuff. But I'm here to tell you, I don't worship trees. <laughs> to me, it was a symbol of my childhood of what, you know, celebrating the birth of christ was all about but you know what's interesting is this the empowerment of the individual is unique to western civilization you know when we stood against king george we made ourselves sovereign citizens it's made the individual a citizen equal in the rights of all of the citizens including the presidents including the kings it helped to protect us from tyrannical governments by the rule of law and free speech of the united states these products and these, these achievements are the centuries of struggle, but they all flow from the teaching that God values individual souls and he sent his son to die so that we might live. So by elevating the individual, Christianity gave the individual a voice. And that's one of the primary reasons they're trying to take Jesus out. Back in the 60s, Christianity becomes so strong in the 50s because of TV and because of all the Christmas specials. Towards the end of the 60s, the Kabbalists, Luciferians, who were already running the media at that point, and basically Hollywood at that point, they started taking Christ out of Christmas. They started calling it Xmas. You guys remember that if you're my age. And we were all like, what the heck are they doing? Why are they calling it Xmas? It's Christmas, not Xmas. And to this day, we still see people saying season's greetings. It's almost impossible nowadays in some card shops to go in and find a card that says Merry Christmas. It's about, it's about Jesus. They don't talk about it anymore. It's all about season's greetings or happy holidays. The other day, I was over at Greenwise. And somebody said to me, happy holidays. And I looked at them. And I said, Merry Christmas to you, bud. And they were like, oh, oh. And they go, happy holidays. They couldn't, they couldn't even bring themselves to say Merry Christmas back to me. And you think, what happened? Well, the Kabbalists are what happened. The Luciferians are what happened with the media and the, what they've done and how they've pushed this control. You know, now they're doing it through the social media. You have all of these kids now wanting to become transgenders because they think it's really cool because they watch TikTok and they watch these transgender surgeries transform these children from male to female and from female to male. And they're like, oh, wow, that's so cool. No, that's so sick. That's part of the Kabbalist agenda. They want to take Jesus out of the schools, which they did back in the 60s, 
I mean, quite frankly, you know, I was a little kid back then. You know, and all of us, all of our parents should have gotten up and just marched on the school boards and marched, you know, on the Department of Education and everybody else, whenever that thing was formed. And they should have said, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to keep Jesus in the schools. And then, of course, in 73, Roe v. Wade passed and then started doing abortions and killing millions and tens of millions of children in the United States. And isn't it kind of like what they're doing right now with the COVID vaccine with five-year-olds? Now they want to take it to infants and newborns. Isn't that kind of like when Herod said he's going to kill all the young children in Jesus's time because he wanted to make sure that whoever this Messiah was was dead? Isn't it another blood sacrifice of the young children? Isn't what they isn't this what they always do? They kill these young children with myocarditis, myocarditis, and you know, an anaphylactic shock. These people are sick. And you got to remember something. The only answer we have to any of this stuff is Christ. That's it. Jesus is the only answer. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And without him, you don't get to the Father. Without him, you don't get eternal life. But with him, you can do all things through him, through Christ. That's why they know that Western civilization was brought to us, the current Western civilization that's in crumbles right now, by the cross and by Jesus. That's why they want, and for some reason, nobody else gets it, they want their old world order back. It won't be a new world order. It'll be an old world order without Jesus if we allow it to happen. That's why we have to stand firm and not allow any of this to continue. Austin, what do you think, bud, and what's your next story? You're exactly right on it. And more and more the truth continues to come out now. People really have to start looking at this and saying, okay, why are they taking it to this level and why are we okay with it? There are many, many people now all across the globe that are continually just complying with what's happening here. Now I saw the interview, somebody sent me a link with the old bobblehead Fauci got on television. He's telling people now that he fully supports vaccine mandates for domestic air travel now, which we already knew that was coming. We already talked about that. That's why they put the entire implementation vaccine passport system in place. That's the next thing they're going to do is they're going to start making it so you're not going to be able to travel without a shot. And the more people continue to go along with it, the more people are going to allow it to happen. He even goes on to say here now, if I think the idea of taking mask off is not something we should even be considering. And what that is meant by it depends on the goal of getting people vaccinated before they get on a domestic flight. He's telling people there's no ending to the mask at all. The mask is going to keep going on as long as people keep wearing them, even though the airline CEO of Southwest Airlines and a Senate hearing closed. The masks do absolutely nothing to stop COVID. On and he said they're extremely excessive and they're causing arguments for no reason. He said that the high-end air filtration on planes make them as safe as they can possibly get with the HEPA filters or HEPA filters that they have on the systems. He goes, it's the safest you can possibly make it breathe in an indoor sealed environment like an airplane. He said the masks are absolutely nothing but theater. They do nothing whatsoever, especially considering the fact that you're on the plane with the same people sitting shoulder to shoulder with them, wearing a mask that you take down every time you eat and drink and talk for the most part. So what is it for then? Well, it's 100% for theater. It's exactly what Dad just talked about with that film. He's right. It was a very, very strange film. And uh, there was so much stuff that they showed that they're doing, and then yet a lot of people still won't believe the truth that's happening. And that's why we're seeing now so many places with these asinine mask mandates. I mean, last night, we're we're at this restaurant, and we sit outside. It's nice weather. It's like 70 degrees last night. So I go sit on the patio of this restaurant. 
And sure enough, we're sitting outside, outside, full open air, beautiful weather in Florida night. And this family comes in, and it's a mom and a dad, okay, <laughs> with it looks like uh, their son and their daughter that are probably in their 20s, or maybe the son and his girlfriend or wife, I don't know. And they go sit down, like, on the other side of the patio, and they walk in. They're on the back porch, right? And both of the adult kids, they're basically in their 20s, are both wearing masks, and the mom and dad aren't wearing masks. And they sit down at the table outside on this porch, and they have their mask on the entire time except when they remove it to eat their burgers. I'm literally watching them, and I, I sit there. I, I'm, I'm, I'm literally just shaking my head and just in disgust. You're outside on the porch with your family at a table fully isolated, and you're sitting there wearing a mask the entire time. I, I, I can't even fathom the level of just stupidity that has gone so far embedded into this general population now. And now we're seeing they're taking a step further in New Zealand. Now New Zealand is going to start okaying euthanasia for COVID patients. Oh, yeah. Patients admitted in the hospital with COVID-19 can now die by euthanasia if the doctor decides they might not survive, the New Zealand government has declared. The Ministry of Health confirmed that the right to lethal injection under the new euthanasia law could extend to patients who are either dying from the coronavirus or suffering from the consequences. In response to requests for clarity on the euthanasia law, which came into force last month, the government declared that in some circumstances, a person with COVID will be eligible for assisted dying. The admission that COVID patients were eligible for lethal jab came after the editor for the anti-euthanasia website made a request under the Official Information Act to find out what was going on. And he said the policy left the door wide open for abuse. He said it would not be hard to envision a situation in which a speedy and sizable rise in COVID-19 hospitalizations result in assisted euthanasia or assisted suicide as tools to resolve such a serious crisis and this again is pretty much crazy it says in the euthanasia bill a person both euthanasia and assisted suicide for adults suffering from an illness which would be terminal within six months or were in advanced state of physical decline or was suffering unbearably now it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that they're trying to throw this category under the situation now and this would my opinion will probably start to be looked at in other countries and they will again use this as a excuse to increase the numbers of COVID deaths. When people are dying from remdesivir and antibiotic stacks that they're giving them, they can then come in and say, hey, guess what? This You're basically, they're on a ventilator. They're getting ready to die. We're going to go ahead and just knock them out so we can get this bed open for the next person we're going to put on remdesivir and a ventilator, and then we'll, we'll just you know go from there. This is very disturbing, and this has opened up a very slippery slope, but not a surprising slope, as we knew this is going to be continually used as a eugenics protocol with this entire lie that's going out. Also, too, now, in China, as they love to just take it a next step further with their massive surveillance and police state, China now has developed an artificial intelligence prosecutor that can identify dissent and press charges for common crimes with 97% Accuracy. This is crazy. They built a full AI prosecuting system. This, this machine identifies dissent against the state and suggests sentences for criminals removing people from the prosecution process. They said there are already fears the system is going to be weaponized by the Chinese Communist Party with human prosecutors concerned about who would take responsibility for the AI's decisions. 
it goes on to say here that it's, it was trained using 17,000 real-life crimes from 2015 all the way to 2020 and is able to identify and press charges for the eight most common crimes in Shanghai, one of those being provoking trouble, which is a term and charge used to stifle dissent in China, credit card fraud, gambling, dangerous driving, theft, general fraud, intentional injury, and obstructing official duties. This AI machine now, which records basically everything and recognizes these types of crimes, can file charges against one suspect once it is fully updated. Now, remember, this is why they've added in what I think they have over 600 million uh, CCTV cameras with artificial, or excuse me, with facial recognition in China now, over 600 million cameras all across the entire country. And so what they do is now, this is the dystopian future they want. Everything you do in China is fully monitored, recorded, every single thing you do. And Dad's exactly right. He brought that up in that movie, which is very disturbing. When he, he looks at him, he goes, dude, we got dude, millions of data points on you. He goes, we've looked at every single algorithm model. I know exactly what you're going to do. I know exactly why you do it. We know everything about you and your predictive programming. This is what they've done now, and China's taken it a next step further. And This is why, in my opinion, China is being used as essentially going to be the spear for the next New World Order platform as the giant global policeman because they've adapted to a lot of this information now. They've got the systems and the platforms running, and they're going to continue to push as hard as they can to get people under the control of the surveillance. And that is why I've told people, no vaccine passports, no contact tracing. Don't be giving this information out. Don't be giving apps your information if you don't need them. Majority of the apps on your phone are there to do one thing and one thing only, to collect data. That's how the apps make the bulk of their money. You give them permission to your phone, and they continue to track, monitor, record, and watch everything you do. That's why I've told people before, make sure you put a little piece of tape over your camera. As paranoid and conspiracy theory as that sounds, you will watch immediately when you see a lot of ads and stuff they try to hit you with on a regular basis completely change. They no longer work because they can no longer get your facial expression. Remember, those cameras go back to a system that runs you through a facial recognition platform on your phone. When you're looking at your phone and you're looking on eBay or you're on social media and you're scrolling through stuff, those platforms record your face. They record your facial expressions. Are you excited? Are you aroused? Are you mad? Are you angry? Are you depressed? And it continues to go through that, and they build a giant model on you and understand every single thing about you, in most cases more than most people understand about themselves. This platform is going to be integrated into the system that the Chinese social score with this AI system I just mentioned All this stuff is going to tie into one another. So eventually at some point, it's going to be like Minority Report. It's going to be just like that. All of a sudden, they're going to show up at your house. Law enforcement are going to say, hey, guess what? Sorry, our predictive programming model has now shown us that you're going to get commit a crime next week. So you're going to be arrested for the crime, this future crime. Exactly what they did in Minority Report, and that's exactly where this is going. So again – this is the point where we start pushing back and saying, no, we're not going to comply. I'm not going to stand in line to test when I'm perfectly healthy. I'm not going to download an app on my phone to let you track me. Heck, in most cases, I'm going to leave my phone at home or put it in a case and not even have you guys know what I'm doing. These are the things that people have to start getting active on and continuing to get the truth out there with other people. Because once you figure this out, again, it's like I said earlier, once you figure it out, you can't unsee it anymore, and you know you have to start doing something. What do you think, Deb? 
I think the Bible's very clear about fear not. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of verses about don't be afraid, fear not. And, we, and we've got to understand that. We've got to realize that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. He really hasn't. He's given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I'm going to post, there's 365 verses on the Health Masters news site so you guys can read through them because they're really, really important that we understand this. Let me give you a couple of them. Here's one out of Matthew. It says, Matthew 10:19. but when they arrest you, there you go, January the 6th, do not worry about what to say or how to say it at that time. You will be given what to say, Matthew 10:26. So do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known, Matthew 10:28. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, Matthew 10:31. So don't be afraid; you're worth more than many sparrows, Luke 8:50. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, "Don't be afraid; just believe, and she will be healed," John 6:20. But he said to them. It is I don't be afraid. So, guys, listen to me. You know, we have faith in Jesus. He came and he changed everything 2,000 years ago. He can still change everything in your life. and You can walk in peace and tranquility. Now, I feel sorry for all of these people up in D.C. who've been locked up now for a year on January the 6th because they did what Donald Trump asked them to do. And now they're calling it the capital insurrection, like we had some kind of major coup against the United States government, which was never happened. And they're trying to make these guys out as domestic terrorists. It's sad that this is actually happening. Uh, Donald Trump, the figurehead, the puppet on a string, didn't put a big stop to it and pardon all these people. You know, and, and it's sad that Candace Owens has given him a pass saying that he's too old to understand what social media is. He's too old to be able to read the Internet and look at other stories other than what he sees on mainstream news. And that's why he's still promoting the kill shot. You know, Candace Owens is neck deep in all of this stuff, too, guys. I hate to tell you this, but she's another plant. She's another person that's been given a huge platform and she's under control of the new world order, just like Donald Trump is. And, and we've got to look to, I had somebody say this morning, you know, well, I really hope and I pray that, you know, that Jeffrey, you know, that Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell and all the rest of these people, you know, come to trial, et cetera, et cetera. Now, and I include Jeffrey Epstein in that because I don't believe for one second that he's dead. Look at Jeffrey, look at, look at Maxwell's, Ghislaine Maxwell's dad. <laughs> Her dad, who's a Mossad agent, as she is, he was such a colossus that even when he died at the back of that, <laughs> yacht whatever happened with all that he was laid to rest on the mount of olives in israel i kid you not he's one of those big huge guys and we now know that jeffrey epstein according to multiple books was blackmailing politicians for israel's mossad and all of these stories i'm posting on the on the health masters news site but let's take a look about you know let's take a look at who ron DeSantis is you know we've got to ask ourselves a question who is ron DeSantis? Is he for real? Is he going to help us in the United States if he becomes president of the United States? Well, Ron DeSantis, when he was at Yale, was part of Delta Kappa Epsilon. It's commonly known as DK, DKE or DEC or DEC. It's one of the oldest fraternities in the United States of America. Now, what's interesting about this is there have been a lot of people who've been part of this particular <laughs> fraternity, including Rutherford B. Hayes, Theodore Roosevelt, Gerald Ford, George H. W. Bush, and George W. Bush, and five of the 46 presidents of the United States have been part of this fraternity, including the globalists, both the Bushes. So, you know, we got to realize also that J.P. Morgan was part of this, Randolph Hearst was part of this, so many of these other people were part of this, including 
Ron DeSantis, including Dick Clark, including a lot of other people, including George Steinbrenner, that have basically been put at the top of the society as far as, you know, their notoriety they've been given. So is DeSantis for real? I want to believe DeSantis is for real. Just like I wanted to believe in 2015 that Trump was real. But is he real, being part of this fraternity, knowing all of these guys? The answer here is this, probably not. But is he going to be the only choice that we have for the next presidency for 2024? Probably so. Should we vote for him? We probably will. Gosh, I can't even say. I'm, yeah, it's, it's sad. It, the whole thing is sad that when we start digging into these certain political candidates. I mean, I, I think Ron DeSantis is awesome. I mean, we have a free state down here. I mean, we don't have to wear masks. They can't fire you if there's if DeSantis is fining these corporations if they fire you for COVID for not getting the kill shot. So. I actually like Ron DeSantis, and I hope that he's real, and I hope to see he can step away from all of this stuff. I really, really, really do. By the way, Democratic lawmaker, this is kind of almost, this is almost funny. Well, it is funny, actually. I'm glad nobody was hurt. Democratic lawmakers who supported soft on crime laws get their car jacked and threatened with guns. <laughs> you can't make it up. Last week, the Illinois Senate Majority Leader, Kimberly Lightford, who championed the state's criminal justice reform legislation that included no cash bail, had her Mercedes-Benz carjacked at gunpoint by three masked men. Her husband was driving, and by the way, he fired back at the thieves with his legal concealed carry gun. Imagine that. Nobody's supposed to carry a gun, but they're carrying concealed weapons legally. Earlier this year in Chicago, Senator L.G. Sims was angered when another driver who allegedly pointed a hang at him as they drove into Springfield got out of jail by posting $1,500. Sims complained that by releasing the man on bail, he'd be free to do it again and continue to assault people with guns. But it never ends, does it? This is the kind of stuff that they do, and they do it on an ongoing basis. Look what's happened to Sweden. Sweden has had over 80 explosions and bombings in 2021. Before multiculturalism, before they decided to bring in all of the Somalians and all these other unbelievably hardcore radical leftist Muslims who want to overthrow the Western democracy because they don't believe in Jesus as Lord and Savior. They don't believe in anything that we believe in. They really don't. They think we're the great Satan. Uh, they've had over 80 explosions and bombings in 2021. So they've turned Sweden into the same hellhole they left. In fact, many parts of Sweden now are considered no-go areas in Sweden by people who know what's really going on. And it's sad to me that we have to see this because I've been to Sweden multiple times. I'll never forget the last first time I was there was with Austin. It was probably about 1998. And it was like, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes. Just, everybody was was a Swedish. They were all sweet. It was, it was a great country. I liked it. It was really, really clean, super nice. The last time I went there, I didn't see anybody with blonde hair and blue eyes. Everybody there was wearing the, you know, the burkas. Everybody was Muslim in Stockholm. I mean, like, literally everybody. I did not see one indigenous Swede. So what they're doing is they're turning that country into the hellhole they came from. By the way, a U.S. Navy warship has to pause deployment after COVID-19 outbreak among 100% immunized crew. The U.S. Navy warship was paused its deployment to South America due to a COVID outbreak. They've paused the, the deployment on Christmas Eve. You know, it's funny to me. You try to figure out how in the world they can justify these vaccines where they don't spot, stop the transmission. But again, it's, it's all part of social media, isn't it? It's all because of the fear porn. It's all because of what they say on NBC, CBS, and all of these other, how should I say, Operation Mockingbird alt-media sites, which are still pushing the fear porn of being forced to get vaccinated, including Donald Trump. 
And I'm still amazed, Austin, that we've got these people out here that are pushing this information about how Donald Trump is still pushing the kill shot but refused to stop endorsing him. They still want him to come back in and be president in 2024, even though he's the one who pushed the red flag gun laws. He's the one who says the Kabbalah Tree of Life Award represents everything he believes. I've played that for you, and I've reposted it again on the Health Masters news site today. I mean, the guy believes everything. He says it stands for everything I believe in, the Kabbalah Tree of Life Award. I mean, think about that for a second, guys. I mean, why doesn't any anyone else talk about this? Why doesn't anyone else call him out for what he is? I mean, it's, it's absolutely nutty to me that this is happening and continuing to happen over and over and over again. Now, the Capitol panel, this is crazy. This, this is pure obfuscation. You know how they kept the Russian collusion going for the whole four years Trump was in office? The Capitol panel to investigate Trump now called to the Willard Hotels, you know, an hours before the attack. In other words, they're calling – Donald Trump called the Willard Hotel an hours before the attack, and now the Capitol panel wants to investigate what Trump said to the Willard Hotel. I mean, it's unbelievable. The committee to request contents of the call seeking to stop Biden's certification and may subpoena Rudy Giuliani. I mean, this is unbelievable. It never, ever stops. The reason they do this is because they're constantly trying to discredit Trump from the left-wing side. The right-wing's constantly trying to promote him. It's, again – to promote the energy from the resistance of both sides pushing against each other. They're controlling the narrative, like I told you last week, from both sides. Otto Kahn told us a 100 years ago what they do. They control the narrative from the Republicans and the Democrats. They can maintain constant friction to get their information pushed through their media outlets to promote Cloward and Piven and promote Hegelian dialectic, the problem, actual solution. It's like Austin said last week. They push you really, really, really hard. And everybody pushes back a little bit, but they move the ball. It's like watching a doggone football game playing offense on the field. You know, they, they start at the 10-yard line, which is where they should be starting, I guess, with these guys. And, and then they move it to the 15, and they get pushed back to the 12, and they go to the 18, they get pushed back to the 15, they get pulled, go to the 20. And every single time we sit there and we allow them to push forward, push forward, push forward, and our pushback becomes less and less and less until they get their agenda pushed through. And that's what we're watching. That's basically a very easy definition of what Hegelian dialectic is. And this is how they've done this to the United States with Roe v. Wade, Parada Schools, and all of the other things that we've already talked about on this. But guys, listen to me. You know, if we don't tell the people the truth about what's going on and who these people are and why they're continuing to promote this agenda and why they're continuing trying to brainwash the population of the United States, it's never going to get better. It's not. Look at Bette Midler. This complete and total wacko, this Hollywood has been. I mean, she's calling West Virginia's as poor, illiterate, and strung out, complete and total nutbag. And you think, well, how in the world does she do this? Well, because she has the ability, because she's Jewish and probably a Kabbalist, to get on the media and talk about stuff that she has no idea what she's talking about. Now, she's come out and apologized for saying this about the West Virginians, but the point is this. Why do they do that? Because they're trying to push their narrative about what's happening in the world, and they're always trying to get this too, guys, and you'll see if you watch that movie, Don't Look Up, they're always looking at the poll numbers, and they're looking at their, how should I say, notoriety, and they want to make sure that they're being talked about. I remember years and years ago, I heard a top guy one time talking at one of the big seminars that I did, and he goes, the most important thing is that they're talking about you. He goes, you, what you don't want is when they stop talking about you and you become irrelevant. Yeah. So they don't care if the, they don't care if the media is good. 
about what they're saying or if it's bad, as long as they're continuing to talk about you. You see that with the Kardashians. You know, all this bad stuff comes out about them. Well, it's all in the media. Then all this other stuff comes out about them. It's all in the media. doesn't make any difference. And that's how they maintain the control of the media over the people in the United States. They find something that trends, find something to get a lot of hits with, and they show that on the movie, Don't Look Up. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio's on there. He tries to tell the people the truth. They said, well, this really, you know, doesn't trend. You know, you had less hits and less views and, and less anything else than the weather did. So this, this wasn't something people were interested in. He's telling them the planet's about to be destroyed by an asteroid and they're telling him that, you know, it's not newsworthy. Everything is based upon trends and on clicks and clickbait. You have these people who have these websites and they put these bogus stories up. Just absolute bogus stories up for people that are known FBI informants. And some of these people I've talked to, I said, look, this guy's bogus. It doesn't make a difference. They still post the stories because of clickbait, because they're selling advertisement on their websites. It's all a sham. It, it's horrible. And we need to realize that. Be very careful who you listen to on alt media. If you can't verify a story by at least two or three different sources that aren't all repeating the same source – you better be careful. It's probably not a true story. Guys, I love you. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I sure did. It was nice having the family over here on Saturday. We had a blast. Had great food. We had Roxanne and Stan came over and spent the day with us. They were awesome people, too, from Clearwater. I love you guys. I really, really appreciate you. And I and I know that a lot of people have some issues over the holidays and conflicts with their families. And I pray for them also. And, Lord, I just pray that you continue just to bless our listeners and everything they do think and say. Because, guys, I love you. I had the opportunity to pray for you today. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Also, finish it up. Yes, absolutely. And this is why we've continued to just produce the best quality supplements and bring you guys the best news as far as the real news that's going on. There's so much distractions out there. And he's exactly right. That movie was so bizarre. I, I watched it the other night. It was, it was extremely bizarre. And it really, though, gives you kind of a wake-up eye-opener on how everything really is theater. And I've said that repeatedly, and most people don't really understand that. But what it is is everything's designed to be a distraction. It's designed to be entertainment. It's designed to be there to make you not think about what's really going on, such as them putting these apps on people's phones, them telling people to go and test every single day, them telling people they have 500 million test kits going out to Americans for Omicron and just a few short weeks, how they physically produce that many tests. Any manufacturing facility, I, I work with manufacturing facilities. I produce supplements. I don't produce bogus tests, but I still produce supplements, and I know exactly how expensive and time-intensive it is, even with massive factories, massive production facilities, even to produce a small amount of things. You're talking about 500 million test kits that are allegedly being produced. That's complete and totally bogus. There's no way that they figured out how to make a test now for Omicron and were able to produce 500 million of those and ship them out all over the country within a few short weeks of releasing it. There's no way. No, it's not physically possible. And so when they're saying stuff like that, you've got to think of it as it's the theater that they want you to believe. And then what they do is they always show these photos. They show people in clean suits in a manufacturing facility with all these tests coming off a you know, conveyor belt. Oh, they're getting the test together. You look at the video, watch it back again. You'll see there's about you know, maybe 100, 200 tests that they showed in this whole video coming across. Okay, 
Well, I don't know if anybody does the math lately, but a couple hundred tests off a conveyor belt takes a long time, even if they have multiple manufacturing facilities all over the planet. But again, and it's not just a place in the United States, but this is designed to keep the narrative going. And I saw the same thing that with Candace Owens. I was grossly disappointed with Trump doubling down on what he's been saying now and continuing just – I mean it's very clear now he is doing exactly whatever Pfizer's telling him to do and Moderna's telling him to do. I mean they, that, that was so disappointing. I knew he was compromised with a lot of stuff, but I mean he's doubling down. So just like the Spanish flu, if we didn't have this vaccine, more people would be dead. This is one of the greatest achievements we've ever made. And I'm like, to produce RNA gene therapy shots within a few months with no long-term testing and then basically roll them out on the American populace with a VAERS reporting system that we now have tens of thousands of people dead, hundreds of thousands of people injured, and that's with a system that most physicians don't even know about. They claim most cases that only about 1% to 2 to 3% of vaccine adverse events ever get reported on the VAERS. We're saying it's the greatest achievement. Now I told you guys yesterday, last week, now we got the Army coming out now talking about this whole new injection that they've basically been working on now and that how they're going to basically have this ready to go. And it's going to be a vaccine that works on every single variant of every single COVID, including SARS now. What? With nanotechnology. Yes, my friends. This is what they're doing right in front of us. This is why it's absolutely crucial that we continue to get the truth out there and combat the distractions and the entertainment that they continually push on the media. And that's why I've told people most times, don't watch a lot of the mainstream media. you got to watch a snippet of something, but majority of stuff, it's all designed to keep you in a trance. That's why CNN never takes off their COVID death meter and COVID case meter. they got the percentage with the arrow up and arrow down and cases up, cases down, total cases, these seven-day running average. What, by the way, nobody's even been able to explain that to me from a scientific standpoint. Why in the world does it matter if you have a seven-day case average from people that are standing in line that are asymptomatic with no symptoms and they're testing positive for COVID and they're not sick? Why does it, based on people that actually come into the hospital with COVID, why isn't it talking about people that are essentially testing positive on blood tests for COVID? Again, that doesn't fit the narrative and that doesn't keep the lie going. So again, thank you for the continued support. I hope you guys had a blessed Christmas as well, like I said. It's going to be a great, busy week. A lot of stuff going on this week at Health Masters. Got a lot of stuff planned. And so have a big... New Year's protocol will be putting together, helping everybody out. Of course, if you guys want to vote for product of the week, be sure to check it out. The zinc glycinate, extremely good for the immune and reproductive health, helps out antioxidant activity. Very, very good product. The zinc glycinate on sale right now until Wednesday. And be sure to vote for what you want to see win on Wednesday. It looks like the cortisol buster and the cinnamon extract are neck and neck right now. And again, also remind everybody the joint rebuilding formula is back in stock right now on the front page of the website that is a very very effective form that helps out with rebuilding soft tissue i know a lot of people that have had 
knee injuries and athletes that I've worked with that have had issues with tearing, you know, meniscus and ACLs. And that product has helped out with a very speedy recovery. So be sure to check that out if you're interested at healthmasters.com. And as we're starting to close up, you know, this 2022, and I was telling people, somebody said the other day, they said, well, 2022 is going to got to be a, a lot better than 2021. And I said, well, we can keep a positive approach. We're blessed and highly favored by God Almighty and Jesus. I said, but I said, we also have to be realistic about what's going on. And I said, one thing that we got a big eyeful of this year is what happens when an election is completely and totally fraudulently stolen. And I said, one thing that happened in 2021 that a lot of people are still upset about is they actually had to come to the realization that the government is not there to protect you, nor is anybody coming to save you. It's up to our friends, our family, our community, our fellow patriots, and our fellow Americans to continue to stand by one another, support one another, help one another stay strong, and encourage one another, and keep each other healthy and wise. We're all in this together right now, and it's time that we band together in support and continue to get the truth out there and not rely on some fake public you know, puppet politician that gets paid money on the back end to continue to promote drugs and shots that are continually killing people. So again, thank you for the support, my friends. Hope you guys have an awesome night tonight. I know a lot of people are still on vacations. People still running around from the Christmas weekend. It was nice having the Christmas Eve on Friday, Saturday, then Sunday. So again, be safe in your travels. Be strong. Be awake. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com, 1-800-726-1834. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.